0: In other words, if I told a lie, I need to be forgiven of the lie so that I can restore effective communication. As long as the lie is between us, there's not going to be any effective communication. I don't care how many times we go back and forth, we got to deal with the lie.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us as we continue to look at communication from Ephesians 4, a message called the key to any and every relationship. So pastor, obviously a lie is one of those things that can certainly break down and destroy communication, but whether it's a lie, whether it's something else that may cause that problem, we just simply can't bury it and move on. Well, look at it this way. How are we going to come to a solution when we
0: start off that way? In other words, if I can't trust you to tell me initially what's going on with you, are you going to be honest once we begin to delve into it? Uh, So how can I trust you in any part of the conversation when the conversation started off with a lie? Sure. That's all I'm saying. And it's like... People, you, you remember the movie, everybody uses it. You can't handle the truth. Yes. Right. Sometimes you can't handle the truth. But if you're going to have effective communication to build up your relationship, you're going to have to start dealing with it and handling it. You know? And so, yes, yeah. yeah, some things my wife says to me are painful, but she's being honest about how she feels. And so what I need to do is, and I do the same thing. Yeah, You know, so that we know where we're, there's no surprises. See, it, why do people get divorced? Um, initially, you begin to look at it, number one reason, survey says, communication. Right. You know? Yep. And then, of course, there's uh, uh, finances, sex, children slash in-laws, household responsibility, those top five. But, but it is, once you can't talk about something, you cover it up. Yeah. And then... Something else comes up that you aren't able to resolve, and you cover it Never up. I've had a couple say to me, we can't talk about anything anymore. And what that says to me is this, that your communication is ineffective because you haven't resolved anything because you have poor communication skills one with another. And now you can't talk
1: about anything because everything leads to an argument. Ar- yeah. Yeah. And so when a couple gets to that point, obviously, that the probably is going to require going to find a counselor. Counseling, Getting some, yeah You have to. Because if you could solve it by yourself, you would you have. You would have by now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And so there's a couple listening uh, today, or maybe just one spouse in that couple. What is the next step in finding a good counselor? Well, my local assembly, I try my pastor Yeah, first. Okay. And then if he's not able to, to handle it, he can recommend me to a certified Christian counselor. Yeah. Well, if that's where you find yourself today, number one, I hope you will act on what you just heard. And number two, hope you'll uh, open your Bible and join us in Ephesians 4 as we continue the message, the key to any and every relationship. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: And so we need to understand uh, that the Bible says, speak the truth. Hey, can I tell you something? If my wife says to me, uh, what's wrong, and I say nothing, what did I just do? I started the conversation off with a lie. So, so how are we going to discover truth when we start off with a lie? Ooh, putting the oil to the squeak. Y'all quiet in here. Let me tell you my favorite joke when it comes to lying. It's my favorite one. Some of you haven't heard of me. They found this toy. This toy not only was a robot, but it was a lie detector. And uh, if the child was playing with it and they lied, they get zapped. And so they got it, they got it for little Johnny. So they brought it home. He was playing with it. And his mother said, Johnny, did you eat those cookies I told you not to eat? He said, no, ma'am, I didn't eat it, zip! And the robot zapped him. When he woke up, what was that, mama? Well, this robot, me and your daddy bought for you, it detects all lies. So every time you lie, you're going to get zapped. Dad said, yeah, because when I was your age, I didn't lie to my parents like that. Zap! <laughs> he got up. Said, oh, she said, you better be careful. Uh-huh, see, uh, you and your son got zapped, and you know that's your child. Zap! And so we, we speak the truth in love. Let, let, me, let, me just, let me just say this. Let me just say this. You ever been caught in a lie? And you try to get out of that lie? Yeah, usually with another lie. But, but you generally, you make it worse when you deny the lie. L- let me just show you something. Write this down. One day we're going we're gonna to study this I can't keep promises, but but we're going to study this. Look at 2 Corinthians. Look at 2 Corinthians. Chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I know I keep promising, but we are. We are going to look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Listen to what it says. Verse 10. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. See what he's saying here? He's saying, look, if you have some real godly sorrow, then you will repent. And it won't be just the regret of the world. It won't be the sorrow of the world. It'll be sorrow that leads to genuine repentance. In other words, if I told a lie and I need to be forgiven of the lie, and so that I can restore effective communication. As long as the lie is between us, there's not going to be any effective communication. I don't care how many times we go back and forth. We got to deal with the lie. We got to deal with the lie. Yeah. I was thinking about one day the boys was going to go out. And uh, so I left work and went and joined my boys. And um, I got home. Where were you? I worked overtime. Why didn't you call me? Because I was working the machine where you can't get off until you get off. She said, then why is it when I called your job, they said you left at 3 o'clock like you usually do? And I said, uh, uh, she said, hey, why, why did the job tell me you weren't there? You left at the time, you punched out the time you usually punch out. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I hooked up with Willie Hickenbottom and Bobby Lewis and. uh yeah, we, she said, oh, okay. Well, why didn't you just say it in the first place? Oh, by the way, I didn't call your job. <laughs> yeah, busted. So here, now here's the question. What's the question after this? Okay, well then what's the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow? Here it is, here it is, verse 11. Listen, let me tell you, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. And I share this with married couples all the time. That if there has been an offense and these seven elements are not a part of what that person does, they have not repented of the lie. They have not repented of the sin. Here it is. Now watch this. Now you do your own study. I don't have time. But, but notice this, verse 11. For observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner. Listen to this. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation, what fear, what vehement desire, what zeal, what vindication. See that? Seven elements of true repentance. So people say, you can't see anybody's heart. I don't need to. All I have to do is evaluate you on these seven criteria. For example, it says, uh, what clearing of yourself. You know what that literally means? It's a word picture of somebody going... And knowing they're getting ready uh, uh, to plant something that's going to become fertile. So they clear out all the weeds. They clear out all the rocks and the sticks and the stones. You see how that helps communication? That it's it's going to be pure, honest, with integrity. Why? Because you've cleared away all of the garbage. Has that been done? Uh, You know, and so on and on, I don't have time to talk about it, but but on and on. Like, what indignation? In other words, now, that very thing, you are now indignant about it. Fear is reverence, that you don't ever want to go there again, so you begin to do things that will preclude you from telling the same lie, or from doing the same thing. You begin to put a hedge around yourself, because you know that might be your proclivity or whatever, and you want to make sure it doesn't happen again. So look at those seven now now notice the caveat he said in all things you prove yourself to be clear in this matter see how he says it he says now you done cleared everything up everything is cleared up and the word prove it's our old friend documazzo anybody remember that word it's used when 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 um james says my brother in count it all joy uh, when you fall into the diver's temptation knowing this that the trying of your faith works patience but let patience of her perfect work that you may be complete and entire, lacking nothing. So it it is used also to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What does the word mean? It means to assess something, to approve the value of it. Not to destroy it, but to develop it. So that whenever I'm confronted, what God wants to do is confront me with who I am in my sin, in my lies, in my actions, so that now what I do is I want to clear myself because I understand I want to be approved. I want to be approved. And so, speak the truth in love. Now now write these down, just write these down. Because I'm not going to come back down there. And so you see I wrote down there, to keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup, when you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. Uh, so, letter F. Deal in potential, not the past. Deal in potential, and not the past. Philippians three thirteen. We already talked about it. Paul said, "This one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind, I press." That's two things, not one. Paul. Why are you telling us that? Because if you don't forget, you can't press. And so, some things have to be left in the past. Now, we need to clear them up and make sure uh, that we can leave them in the past. You know, I told you about that one where the Cosby show where she said to him, Cliff, every time we have an argument, you get historical. He said, you mean hysterical? She said, no, historical. You go back in the past and bring up everything uh, that was ever done, and we don't want to do that. Here's something that you may want to try as well. Complimenting before criticizing. Complimenting before criticizing. uh H Norman Wright in his book says we ought to give three compliments before we give one criticism. Some of us get, never let our anger subside uh, to that. You say, how do you do something like that? You say something like, oh, we have a budget, say honey, uh, number compliment number one, you really know how to get good bargains and I appreciate that. Number two, uh, you're discerning enough to resist high impact pressure salesmen. Number three, and you're usually pretty good with our budget. but." You went over this time. So give me that credit card so I can cut that thing
1: up. You're listening to Treasure Truth and a message called communication, the key to any and every relationship. And, boy, talking about budgets and about money, that is one of those areas that communication very often does break down. And some helpful insights on how to handle just that. If you want to listen to this message again, come to our website. You can always listen online to today's broadcast or others you may have missed. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, let's continue the message once again. Here's Pastor Ford.
0: Then, letter H, avoid all inclusive terms, never and always. So what happens when we use those terms? Oh, you know it. We do it all the time. You know, you never. So the first thing I got to do is go in the Rolodex of my mind, computer of my mind, and find a time that I did. So my focus becomes not what we're talking about now. We done gone back, and now I've got to show you. Don't say, I always do this. Don't say, I never do this. And we get away from what we're really talking about. Then letter I, offer positive solutions. Offer positive solutions. I'm a proponent of date days. Let me give you the history of why I'm a proponent of date days. Because about 26 years ago, I went home and my wife said to me, would you take the garbage out? Because now like Lazarus, it stinks. And the tone of her voice and her body language said she was angry. I took it out. Because she usually don't snap at me. I took it out. Washed the garbage can, put a liner in, brought it in. You say, anything else you want me to do, babe? She said, no. But if that church, let me turn you all into counselors. I try to do this with married people too. I'm going to turn you into counselors. Here's my counselor. It's very easy. Very, very easy. Root, shoot, fruit. Everybody in here, has four basic needs to their being, four basic needs, strong love and unconditional, agape, sense of self esteem, or for us as Christians, Christ esteem, sense of significance and a sense of security. Learn these, learn these, learn these. Learn these. What do they have to do with communication, Pastor four. Glad you asked, you asked a delicate question because they become the root of how you communicate and what you communicate. How so, Pastor Ford? Glad you asked you to tell you questions. So let me show you what happened. So I came home and my communication was jacked up because my wife had an attitude. And so, you know, I, I just happened at that time be filled with the spirit. I didn't respond, just took the garbage out. No, you know, the garbage had only been there one day. Sometimes the garbage has been there three and four days and she never talked to me like that. So I know there's an issue. But what is, the, what is the garbage? The garbage is the fruit. And then she said to me, when I said, anything else you want me to do? No, but if that church would have asked you to do something, it would have been done the day that the church asked you. That's the shoot. But since I do know a little bit about counseling, and do know and do it and have been doing it for a long time, I understand that garbage was just the fruit. Church was just the shoot. But what was the root? So here's what she was saying. She was saying to me, and, and when, when it, whenever I analyze her attitude, everything this is what I came up with. She was saying to me, why I'm communicating with you like this is because my sense of significance has been undermined. I should be first in your life after Jesus Christ, but you put the church first. And so what can I get at, garbage? I can get at that because you're wrong at that, but, but that's not my real issue, but that's what I can get to. Remember we talked about the five levels of communication? That's what I can get to. So now I'm complaining because my heart is broken because I should be first after Jesus, but I feel like the church and dominoes and your buddies and sports all come before me. So now that's coloring my communication and I'm now venting because I can't take it anymore. So then once I realized that, I said to her, I said, sugar babe, I need you to forgive me. For what? Forgive you for what? <laughs> what have you done, done now? I put things in front of you. I undermine your sense of significance. You should be first right after Jesus, but I ain't been treating you that way. Now, let's sit down and let's talk about how we can avoid this happening. You have any suggestions? I want a day. Okay, we'll have a date day. What day do you think is the best day? You're off on Monday, I'll just go with the flow. Monday is our date day, and it has been for about now 28 years. I said, what else, what else, anything else? And she came up with five things, date day, She came up with, put me on your schedule as an appointment. I said, what? Put me on your schedule as an appointment. So one day, the elders called me. We need to have a ad hoc meeting this Monday. I said, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Why not? Because I have an appointment with a very important member of our congregation oh yeah yeah she's a tither and she she's very influential with me as the pastor they say oh well you better keep that one then yeah and so here now you begin to evaluate hook this up with what's going on in your communicative process and you may be able to say okay now what's going on well then if you're downing me and dogging me my self-esteem. Or what about security? Security that, that I'm secure in a relationship, not just financially, but knowing that I am the woman, I am the man that you would give anything to make your everything. So when any of those things are threatened, it's going to affect your communication. And so you need to find out, is it root? Is it shoot? Is it fruit? What we're talking about, what level is it? Are we communicating frivolous, factual, feeling, friendship, fellowship? And is, is what we're trying to resolve, is it fruit? Is it shoot? Or now we dealing with the root that I have a security issue now because of something that you have done and we need to discuss that and get that straightened out. Here's the last one I wanna read these. Look at Proverbs 12, 14. Look at Proverbs 12, 14, because the last principle is, then you reap the benefits of effective communication. You reap the benefits of effective communications. Proverbs 12, 14. Here's what it says. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. I wish I could talk about them, but I can't, I can't. Proverbs 13, 2, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 18, 20, Proverbs eighteen twenty, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips he shall be filled, and there's death in life or in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And then the last one. Proverbs 13, three, listen to what it says. Proverbs 13, three. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Yes, he who guards his mouth preserves his life. So I trust that out of these messages, you've picked up something that is going to assist you uh, in being able, to communicate better with your boss, with your ministry people, your children, your spouse, your boo, whomever.
1: We're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, the final part of our series about communication, how it's the key to any and every relationship. We've been uh, drilling down on Ephesians chapter 4, and if you want to go back and listen, To any of the broadcasts in this 10-part series, come to our website and listen online. Our website is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor, you're back in the studio for a moment with me here. And uh, one of the things that we often will mention on this program is we need listeners' financial help so that we can continue to bring the Bible teaching that listeners can on being there. Because as God's word goes out, we know it doesn't return void. People are being encouraged and people are growing through what they hear. And frankly, we need help. Yes, we do. And you know, the good thing about listening to Moody Radio
0: is you're going to get consistent Bible teaching. You're going to get expository messages that are rightly divided. The Bible tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The words "rightly divided" is one word in the Greek, and it literally means to cut on the line. And so we're cutting on the line. What a tremendous way to grow! Oh well, I need to grow. Sure, and you know what? Not only uh, am I on the Moody Network, I listen to the Moody Network. I love Chuck Swindoll and David Jeremiah and Michael Rodelnick and the land and the book. I mean, I'm able to grow because these men can teach
1: me the Word of God. Yeah. You can help us share that as you give a gift to Moody Radio and Treasure Truth. Do that when you come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the donate button. Well, thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.